engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Conversationalists, welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the Fruited Plain. I am delighted to have you with me. The phone number is 877-973-7425. And this is just genuinely important for my soul to say. It is I broadcasting live to you 12.07 p.m. I am in uh, Midtown Atlanta, Georgia, at my flagship station, where outside in the city of Atlanta on this, the ninth day of August in the year of our Lord, 2023, it is not yet 80 degrees. Um, it's it's 79 degrees right now on Peachtree Street in Atlanta, Georgia, and this is August. The weather is weird. It's the volcano, and no one in the media wants to talk about it. I have a piece on that in my syndicated column this week around the country. You can get it if you text DATA to 33777. I'm not going to start with the volcano, though. But it really is shocking to me. I wrote that this morning. I put it up on my show notes uh, email that I send out. The number of people who replaced it, I had no idea this was related to a volcano. I said, yes, it's, it's completely related to that volcano, uh, and every scientist says so, all of the research says so, and all of the reporters now not mentioning it were mentioning it back in March. It's just the media doesn't respect us enough to tell us the truth. But that's not what I want to talk about. Speaking of the media not respecting us enough to tell us the truth, I want to spend a moment on a great piece by John Ellis. John Ellis used to work in the Bush administration, among others, and he wrote this in February of 2022. This is just an excerpt. And I want you to hear this from John Ellis, this excerpt from something he wrote in February of 2020. Sue Wagner, founding partner and director of BlackRock, one of the most successful financial services companies in the world, is on the board of directors of Apple, one of the most successful business enterprises in the history of mankind. She is, by all accounts, a shrewd and accomplished businesswoman. For her service on the Apple board, she is paid annually $100,000 in cash and $250,000 in restricted stock, which vests in February of the following year. Let's say the stock appreciates 20% just for easy arithmetic. In a year's time, her stock would be worth $300,000, and she would have earned the $100,000 in cash. So $400,000 annual compensation for serving on the Apple board, only $100,000 of which is in cash. Good for her. Hunter Biden, someone whose knowledge of and experience in the energy business is underwhelming at best, served on the board of directors of Burisma Holdings, one of Ukraine's largest independent natural gas companies. For his services, he was paid annually $600,000 in cash. At the time, his father, the then vice president, Joe Biden, was the Obama administration's point person for Ukraine policy. There's no explaining away the contrast. One board position appears and almost certainly is well-earned, giving Ms. Wagner extraordinary success in business. The other appears corrupt, since it is safe to say that the only reason Hunter Biden was paid $50,000 a month 
to serve on the board of a Ukrainian energy holding company was his last name. Everything that people hate about Washington is all right there for all to see in the Hunter Biden story. It's just striking to me how absolutely devoid of curiosity the American media is on these things. The volcano, Hunter Biden, you know if his last name was Trump, they'd be very curious indeed, but they're not curious at all because of his last name. You have the testimony of IRS special agents Gary Shapley and Joseph Ziegler before Congress on July 19th. The unraveling of Hunter Biden's plea deal with the Department of Justice on June 26th. The publication of the proposed plea deal on July 27th. The subsequent analysis of the proposed plea agreement, which ranged from unseemly, to say the least, to acidic. This is Peggy Noonan in the Wall Street Journal. That was followed by the congressional testimony of Devin Archer, who was Hunter's business partner and said to be his best friend. In closed-door testimony to the House Oversight Committee, Archer said that as Vice President Joe Biden took part in phone conversations with representatives of Burisma, the Ukrainian energy company on whose board Mr. Archer and Hunter Biden sat. Mr. Archer's full testimony was released Thursday. He confirmed that the vice president attended a dinner with Hunter's foreign business associates, and soon after, $3.5 million was wired into one of Hunter's business entities. Holman Jenkins, The Wall Street Journal. President Obama assigned Vice President Biden to be his point man on Ukrainian corruption. Hunter thereupon took a do-nothing job with a notorious Ukrainian oligarch and essentially dared his father to stop him. As public testimony and news reporting has established, not only did Mr. Biden decline to intervene when State Department officials brought the problem to him, he engaged in an emotional outburst that made them unwilling to bring it up again. Joe's ridiculous peril may yet push him out of the presidential race. The bottomless abasement of his spokespeople is evident in their recent studied language adjustment. From Joe never discussed Hunter's international business dealings with him, now they claim Joe is never in business with Hunter. The Higher Wire Act has zero chance of success without a deliberate and voluntary decision of news organizations to pretend they don't see what's before their eyes. And now there's this from Bloomberg News. In 2017, Hunter Biden made more than $2.3 million, with $1 million coming from a company he formed with the chief executive of a Chinese conglomerate. $664,000 from a Chinese infrastructure investment firm, $500,000 from a Ukrainian energy company, $70,000 from a Romanian business, $48,000 from an international law firm, $666,000 from domestic business interests. The sources of his income weren't identified in the court filing, but Biden has acknowledged ties to Chinese company CEFC, China Energy, Ukrainian energy company Burisma, and the law firm Boys, Schiller, and Flexner. Biden made more than $2.1 million in 2018. According to the agreement, these high earnings came as his drug addiction continued to worsen. The documents cited Biden's own memoir in which he described a spring and summer of nonstop debauchery in 2018. According to the agreement, Biden was well aware of his tax liability 
release from an accountant he hired. The accountant prepared Biden's returns and sent them to him for review and signature. Despite repeated encouragement by his accountant, Biden never signed or submitted his returns. According to the agreement, Biden failed to pay his taxes despite having the money to do so. By May 2019, he had spent money he could have used for that purpose on personal expenses, including large cash withdrawals, payments to or on behalf of his children, credit card balances, and car payments for his Porsche. In October 2021, the court filing noted that Biden's tax liabilities for 2017 and 2018, which were $955,800 and $956,632 respectively, were paid for by an unidentified third party. That individual also paid $45,661 and $197,372 to resolve outstanding tax issues from 2016 and 2019, according to the New York Times earlier this year. Turns out it was Hollywood Entertainment lawyer Kevin Morris lent more than $2 million to Biden to help resolve his tax issues. What use was Hunter Biden to any company when his dad was no longer vice president? And Republicans control both houses of Congress. Why was Hunter Biden earning $2.1 million in 2018 while his drug addiction was worsening and he was going through a season of nonstop debauchery in his own words? No business or government pays anyone $2.1 million to snort cocaine when that person's business connections have expired because those business connections no longer hold a job in government. Why was he making the money? And where was it all going? Particularly when in 2018 and 2019, it was obvious his father was considering running for president and was presumed, according to polls, to be the front runner for the Democratic nomination. If his last name was Trump, we would already have the answers. A free people need a free press. But we don't have a free press. We have a press captured by its hatred of and contempt for middle America in flyover country. They want to protect Joe Biden. They want to protect him. Let me let me let me read you this quote. This is from NBC News, Joe Biden's brand is being tested like never before. You should know it is written uh, in part by Jonathan Allen, who worked for Debbie Wasserman Schultz, the former chair of the DNC. Yes, the incestuousness of the press and the Democratic Party. In a matter of much more personal nature, Biden recently acknowledged for the first time he has a seventh grandchild, Navy Joan Roberts, the four-year-old daughter of Hunter Biden, who wrote in a memoir that he doesn't remember his encounter with her mother. The recent revelations with Hunter Biden really are in conflict with the current perception of his image being squeaky clean. Mike Noble, the CEO of nonpartisan Noble Predictive Insights and a preeminent pollster in the Southwest, said of the president. 
Biden's image regularly tests better than his job approval. There right there is the answer to what is going on in America right now. The American media intends to circle the wagons around Joe Biden and protect him at all costs because of Trump. This has so much to do with Donald Trump as the Republican nominee. They are protective of Biden because of Trump. It's a curious thought experiment. If Trump were not the nominee, what would the media do? Would Biden suddenly become expendable to them because the polling would shift dramatically? We know. We know the polling would shift dramatically. Would the media suddenly run gusto to Gavin Newsom and say, here's all the dirt on on, on Joe Biden and Hunter Biden we've been covering up. Attack, 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 attack. Everything you need to understand about the press reaction right now to Joe Biden, you need to understand as a press reaction to Donald Trump. But there's also something more that you can't pass up on. It's that the press holds the American people generally in contempt. They disrespect us, and so they can't tell us the truth because they're afraid we might see the same story and come to a different conclusion. So they must give up telling us the story and tell us the narrative, and that involves leaving key facts on the cutting room floor. Want to be on the show? Hello? Hello? I, I love your show. Call Eric now at 877-973-7425. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Delighted to have you with me. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, uh, really am glad to have you. Now, uh, I got to talk about the cocaine in the White House. Speaking of everybody protecting Hunter Biden, um, I I said all along that I doubted it was Hunter Biden's cocaine, given where it was found. And uh, the reporting does appear to confirm it was not Hunter Biden. However, it was someone in the uh, Biden family orbit, according to Soldier of Fortune magazine. Three security sources in a report published Sunday even texting a number linked to the President Biden in a bid to sniff out the culprit. The Post has not been able to independently confirm the Soldier of Fortune report. The Secret Service vehemently denies the Soldier of Fortune report, but someone says it wasn't Hunter, but someone within the Biden family orbit. Um, we don't know whether it's true or not. Chris, we want it to be true. That's that's part of the problem, and I want to get into that in, in the next half hour on what we want to be true. But, I mean, come on, I'm, I'm still thinking we need to be looking, given the location it was found at the White House, uh, why aren't we looking over the vice president's mansion? I mean, this woman says some Looney Tunes stuff. Um, uh, well, how do we know it's not Kamala Harris's? I mean, even people at the White House helpfully pointed out that uh, it was near the, the, the entrance where the vice president's vehicle is parked. Hmm. It does just make you wonder, are they using Hunter Biden's cocaine to try to oust Kamala Harris? But uh, all the sources now indicate it's not Hunter Biden's cocaine, as so many conservatives speculated. I was right. Uh, And I do want to point out I was right because I got some very obnoxious emails from people who were very upset with me for saying it, it more likely than not wasn't Hunter Biden's. But if you know anything about the White House, if you've ever been there, as I have, on multiple occasions, it was just not probable it was here, given the location where it was ultimately found. Even as they kept moving the location around, um, based on the initial ones, it just it would have been found near the residential entrance. But nonetheless, 
Somebody in Biden's orbit's been carrying in cocaine, not a visitor. And the press, yet again, completely incurious about it. Some of you are curious about Patriot Mobile. Let me explain what Patriot Mobile is to you. It's called a mobile virtual network operator, MVNO. Now, what does that mean? It means that you've got these big monopoly oligopoly cell phone companies, and Congress passed a law that said you got to let other cell phone companies use those towers. And that's what Patriot Mobile does. So it uses the same cell towers you're already using to give you guaranteed great service. But then they build themselves specifically as a Christian conservative cell phone company. Now, there are others that claim to be conservative cell phone companies, but they're actually major conglomerates with, like, spinoff branches, one for the left, one for the right, one for the centrist, one for the pet lovers. Uh, This is actually a Christian conservative company. They share your values, and they fund the causes you care about. So as their profits grow, so does their giving to the conservative movement. So you move your service to Patriot Mobile by going to patriotmobile.com slash Eric. You can take your existing number to them or get a brand new number. And then as their business grows, their profits grow, their giving to the conservative movement grows. It's a win for everybody. You do business with someone who shares your values, and they fund the causes you care about. PatriotMobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K or 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. You can call them, tell them I sent you, get free activation, 100% U.S.-based customer service. 972-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash Eric. got the courage to tell you the truth because the truth is what matters you're listening to the eric erickson show hello there welcome it's eric erickson here the phone number 877-973-7425 can i just talk to you for a minute I, um, I, I, so I'm going to be a little bit heterodox from the, the prevailing zeitgeist right now, but what I'm going to actually be is, um, consistent, intellectually consistent. Uh, and one of the things that I, it, it bothers me the most about the present conservative movement is how everyone has become, while condemning the moral relativism of the left, morally relativist. Uh, It is everything is situational ethics as opposed to general ethics. When the Democrats impeached Donald Trump the first time over the Ukraine stuff, They impeached Donald Trump, and I argued that they needed to fight this out of the ballot. If this was that big a deal, fight them at the ballot. The election was close. They did it anyway. Unfortunately, a lot of my friends on the right who took that position with me now because the Democrats did that said, well, it's our turn. Let's impeach Joe Biden now. I'm not philosophically opposed to impeaching Joe Biden, but now? Now? 
You know, the Republicans in Congress right now have higher popularity than the president does. You drag the country through an impeachment right now that the public will see, and they will, whether you like it or not, see it as a tit-for-tat. That's not going to last. The time will come when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. It's true. Or, you know, put another way, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And people are being emotional about this. They're not being logical about it. They're not being rational about it. They're not being reasonable about it. This is all emotion. I I see people I I know and I've long respected who they're savaging Mitch McConnell today who, I mean, I got a history with the guy, not exactly fans, tend to disagree with him. But he's out there saying it wouldn't be good for Republicans to go headlong into this impeachment battle right now. And he's got a point. You're not going to get it through the Senate. And some people say, but what about the Burisma and the Dottermatt? Do those hearings. Do those hearings. Continue to have those hearings. But, you know, the Republicans have not yet had any hearings whatsoever publicly about the financial and fundraising ties of Antifa and where that money's coming from. We literally talked about a story yesterday on this program about how the Chinese and some multimillionaire left-wing philanthropists in this country are coordinating propaganda efforts in this country. How much do you want to bet some of these Antifa people are getting money under the table from China? And Congress hasn't even bothered to investigate that. What about Dr. Fauci and the lab leak theory? What about the clear coordination with the media to debunk the lab leak theory? You know, it's funny. The media is doing to that volcano what they did to the lab leak theory, saying you're a climate denier or or some sort of racist or bigot if you bring up the volcano as opposed to general man-made climate change. They, They don't want you to talk about it. They don't want to talk about Dr. Fauci and the lab leak, and Congress, the House Republicans, haven't really gone after that either. So now we're going to shut down all of those and just focus on an impeachment that won't go anywhere in the Senate. Some people right now like the theater of it. Some people right now, they just want revenge. They don't want to turn the other cheek. And you know, by the way, there, there's this uh, antagonism out there right now for uh, people of faith that Christianity is weakness because God says to give up your right to retaliate. This is what all the turning your cheek stuff is about. God says, hey, I'm in charge. Trust me, I will retaliate for you. You don't retaliate. You go love your neighbor. And in politics, now everybody on the right wants to be just like people on the left. The left did it, so we're going to do it. The left impeached Trump twice, so we're going to impeach Biden twice. You're going to find that there will be times when people will have no stomach for solid teaching. They want to fill up on spiritual junk food, catchy opinions that tickle their fancy. They'll turn their backs on truth and chase mirages. But keep your eye on what you're doing. Accept the hard times along with the good. That's the message version. Not a big fan of the message, but that's actually well said. People have itching ears and they want their ears scratched. They have tickles they want 
addressed. But it's it's a distraction. Here here's the problem. Here's the ultimate problem. I am still in the camp that thinks a recession is coming. China has officially fallen into depression. Its prices are collapsing. Not only are its prices collapsing, but U.S. companies are excelling. U.S. companies are accelerating efforts to reduce their dependence upon Chinese suppliers, even as officials in Washington and Beijing labor to put a floor under their sour relationship. Through the first five months of this year, U.S. imports from China were down 24% from the same period one year ago, according to the Census Bureau. Companies such as Hewlett-Packard, Stanley Black & Deckard, and Lego are among those that have been repositioning their supply lines for American consumers, either to avoid the risk of being pinched between rival superpowers or as part of a longer-term strategy to produce goods closer to customers. Either way, China's role at the center of global manufacturing may be facing its stiffest challenge since the country joined the global trading system more than two decades ago. Mexico, Vietnam, and Thailand are nibbling at China's dominance, though they lack its size and world-class infrastructure. But China's days are numbered economically. The Chinese depression is going to impact every other global economic system. In our country, we're still in a weird labor situation where there are plenty of available jobs and also some sectors of the economy are starting to have to lay people off. You know, as I was driving up to my flagship station, there were two billboards. They were right next to each other on the interstate. One was for Clark County, Georgia. That's where the University of Georgia is, Athens, Georgia. They were advertising for new police officer hires, depending on your expertise and education, base salary of $50,000 to $65,000. And the billboard right next to it was for a manufacturing plant that needs electricians, and they're willing to pay six figures for these electricians and pay a $10,000 signing bonus. Remarkable. They're running billboard campaigns on the interstate for six-figure jobs with signing bonuses. By the way, I didn't win the Mega Million, so you're stuck with me for a little while longer. Trying not to be upset about it. I just looked at it and says, well, God's clearly got something better in mind for me. Or that or he's just saving me from myself. Nonetheless. Got to grow radio. You know, I just, I think that we on our side are so into tit for tat with the left. We're not really thinking for ourselves. We're letting the left control our actions. The left impeached Joe, uh, Donald Trump. Therefore, we must impeach Joe Biden. We must get him payback. Donald Trump says that's what he wants. Let's give Donald Trump exactly what he wants. But what about the country? What about pivoting? What about showing that we have better economic policies than Joe Biden? Because an impeachment trial, as you saw twice with the Democrats, it's all encompassing. It's all consuming. It pretty much grinds the house to a halt. Nothing else gets done. And then it goes nowhere in the Senate. On top of that, there's something else. As long as Trump is the Republican nominee, the Democrats will do everything to protect Joe Biden. And there is a majority of Americans in this country who they're not listening to me and they're not listening to you and they're not listening to Fox. They're listening to ABC, CBS, and NBC. They get their news from the nightly news. That's it. They don't read a newspaper. They get their 30-minute blurb or something from the Internet, and they're not going to pay attention. They don't care. They don't know. They're going to see it as a tit-for-tat. That's what it's going to be advertised as. And all that's going to do is hurt our ability to sell a different vision to the country than what Joe Biden and the Democrats are selling them. There's an election in a year and a couple of months. 
used the House investigations to get all the dirt on Hunter and Burisma in China, and then run ad campaigns in the election. Instead of impeaching Joe Biden, beat him. You're not going to get a conviction in the Senate, and you know that. The Senate is controlled by the Democrats, and you're not going to get two-thirds of the Senate to vote for impeachment. All this is is kabuki theater. The outcome is preordained. And when given a preordained outcome that works against us versus fighting on our best front against Bidenomics, fighting against Joe Biden, fighting against his policies, arguing against the restrictions on stoves and water heaters and the like, we have so many great economic opportunities to message against Joe Biden beyond impeachment. It's just going to distract us and bog us down. And the American people are going to look at it very cynically because so many of the Republicans are already talking about, well, the Democrats did it to Trump, we're going to do it to Biden. Well, then why can you expect any American to take it seriously and pay attention to what we discover there? They're not going to. But we can contrast ourselves to Joe Biden and beat him at the ballot box next year. To the phones, Larry, you've been waiting patiently. Welcome to the show. How are you? Doing good, Eric. Hey, I've got a question now that Biden's out on his uh, climate green tour right. and all this. Why is the White House using gas stoves, gas ovens, and there's no solar panels anywhere on the White House? Yeah, and yet he wants to take our stuff. Yeah, uh, because they're a hypocrite. He's also flying around in a 747. Um, great, Absolutely, great and gas his mileage. SUVs are all gas. Yep, yep. He he's not converting any of them to electric because he's a hypocrite, just like the rest of the left. Uh, they they want I you just and wanted me to, to point eat that out to people that are doing all this complaining and protesting and all. Yep. If you've got that much energy, go to the White House and ask why they're not changing their stuff. Exactly. Uh, that's well said, Larry, because they're hypocritical. See, this is another thing. You spend all your time impeaching Joe Biden. You're not, you're not going to be comparing and contrasting this stuff. You're not. So take on him and his policies instead of wasting your time on impeachment right now. If he gets reelected, do it in the second term. Right now, though, we got enough stuff and he's so unpopular. Don't risk making him popular by making him a martyr for people who otherwise aren't paying attention. Do what Americans for Prosperity is doing and get on the roadshow across America and tackle Bidenomics. That's what Americans for Prosperity is doing. They're literally out there on the ground in the states doing a bus tour talking about how bad Bidenomics is for America. We can beat him on that issue, on how bad the economy is and how bad it is for limited government and for free people in this country. Americans for Prosperity want you a part of it. Uh, go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric today. In fact, I haven't been there for, for a while. Let's do this. americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. And it comes up, and look at that, uh, reigniting the American dream. Make your voice heard. Over 4 million people in 50 states, 36 state chapters. They've knocked on a million five hundred eighty-three thousand doors since 2022, and they are going around the country teaching everyone how bad Bidenomics is. Be a part of Americans for Prosperity. Harness your grassroots energy to fight for free markets and free people. Americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. He'll do the research and give it to you straight. Eric Erickson is live every weekday. 
Want Eric's weekly recipes? They're super delicious. Text recipe to 33777 now. This is how the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Anywhere in the nation, if your business is growing, you're trying to buy, build, and build a building, buy a franchise, expand a franchise, reach out to First Liberty. Uh, they can help you if you need $250,000 or more. Other lenders giving you a hard time accessing capital. They make their own decisions. FirstLibertyGA.com. FirstLibertyGA.com. And again, they're in Georgia, but they can help any business in the United States of America. Uh, over $20 million in payments from foreign sources to the Biden family and associates from Russia, Kazakhstan, and Ukraine during Joe Biden's vice presidency. That's been uncovered by James Comer's House Oversight Committee investigation. While he was vice president, this money pouring in to Hunter and the rest of the family. Lots of questions, lots and lots of questions of what was going on. By the way, there's also some breaking news I do need to touch on. Uh, Jack Smith, the special counsel investigating Trump, secured a search warrant for Donald Trump's Twitter account in January of 2023, according to a new court filing. Twitter was barred from telling Donald Trump about it, and Twitter was fined $350,000 because it delayed producing the records, but ultimately did produce the records, including, we presume, of Donald Trump's direct messages on Twitter. Um, wow. Interesting. Um, we'll see where this goes. My goodness gracious. When we come back, we need to actually talk about a serious topic that's happening in this country that's not getting a lot of uh, media attention, and that is actual rise of persecution in America, particularly against Christians, by governments no less. The state of Massachusetts has decided to ban practicing Christians from foster care. If you're a practicing, believing Christian family, you are not allowed to participate in the foster care system in Massachusetts unless you sign a statement that you will not proselytize, share your beliefs with the kids, or disagree with any child experiencing gender dysphoria. You, you either have to embrace gender ideology of the left itself a religion, or you're not allowed into the system. A family of Catholics that had participated in the foster care system and was booted because of their practicing faith around the foster kids, um, praying and stuff in front of the kids, they've been booted from the system. They've now filed a lawsuit against the state of Massachusetts. Uh, and so many people said this wouldn't happen in this country. You know, I wrote a book on this a while back. I, I need to find the link so y'all can order my book. It's called You Will Be Made to Care. Um, and so many people were dismissive at the time and said, oh, this will never happen in the United States. And I'm like, yes, this will happen in the United States. Of course, this is going to happen in the United States. Um, and everybody ignored it at the time. Everybody said, no, you're just exaggerating. And yet it's true. It happened. It's real, and it's the state of Massachusetts this time. Remember, the state of Pennsylvania uh, tried to bar Catholic charities from participating in adoptions 
Now the state of Massachusetts blocking Christian families from participating in foster care. It's a big story. I've got the details. I want to spend some time breaking this down for you. When we come back, I'll take your phone calls as well. 877-973-7425. And yes, it's only now 81 degrees in Atlanta, Georgia in the middle of August. This is fantastic weather today. I hope it's blue skies where you are too. We'll be right back here in just a moment.